Ladies and gentlemen, the Adult Baby Show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Adult Babies Show, episode 240 IMB. I'm Chick. And we got a very special guest in the house, guys. He's not only a friend, he's a comic, but he's also my boss. <laughs> Give it up for Lee Selig. Yes. How are you? I am good. What, man. Are, you, what are you, what are you, emailing? I'm taking pictures you're while you're saying that because yeah. I'm excited too and I thought... It if is I exciting. Sent this picture, I was wondering what was going on over there. This picture that I'm framing right now, mm -hmm. I think will. I think about life, how I can impress my children, and I think if I send this picture to my, either one of my kids with the soundboard and you holding a mic and the TV in and the, the background cookies. with your, it looks and the cookies. Yeah. Yes, I like how you mentioned. It that. looks like yeah. you're being hip. It looks yeah. like I'm fucking. Sorry, I get cursed, right? Yeah. Like I looks yeah. like I'm a cool dad. Yeah. I'm a fucking cool dad. I'm on a podcast yeah. on a Sunday afternoon, man. Yeah, you are. By the way, it is a yeah. Sunday afternoon. That's how much... Is, is uh, that okay that I said that? Of course. That, that's how That's how um, much I want to get you on, because we usually record on, like, a Tuesday. Yeah, we're weak. It's tough to get me out on a Sunday, Lee. Yeah. What would you... He probably woke up an hour football ago. Football season's over, so what would you normally be doing? Sleeping season. It's, 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 it's my relaxed day. It's yeah. not that every other day I'm really going crazy, but this is my day where I usually do absolutely nothing and just smoke weed and watch TV and right. sports all he day. He literally does like, that every day. Like he no, doesn't this sweatsuit, he doesn't wear a three piece suit on Monday through Friday. I was Friday. gonna say normally it's a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah. Normally it's a nicer sweatsuit. This is him all day. Right. No, I have work. Monday oh, yeah. through Friday. Sure. You act like I don't work. I know, but I it just, just never feels like you do. But I do. I know. And I labor I for five days. He labors for five days. Labor? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. You know, I do merch good. work for a beverage a beverage company. He's beverage guy. Bever yeah. I'm in the beverage industry. In the just beverage like you guys industry. are in the, uh, the meat industry. The meat industry, yeah. yes. I have sang I'm, is, yep. your praises. Not yours personally, but... Main Street Meats praises. He loves that job. I right, right. I have said it He's over like, and over. By the way, not you personally. Like, just <laughs> no, so no, you know. No, yeah, I went actually, out of his way to say yeah, that. Yeah, right? Like, I, I don't say anything nice about you, but the company... That's not what I mean. I say nice things about. That's great. On the show? On the show. On the show a lot. So Yeah, like I promote it. Right? I promote it. No, like, cool. Like, like, you should. Like, like good that. stuff. You know, like, I... I, I appreciate I, that. Of course. We love yeah. Thanksgiving season when... All yes. the murdered turkeys he's delivering. The yeah. turkey season is uh, the turkey genocide. We hear the yearly turkey, turkey genocide. Turkey season is a thing when you're in it the is. meat business. It's, it's the, the best, thing, you know. Turkey yeah. season, and we play turkey Tetris every year. We it's sure like, do. Uh, is that trying to fit turkey as many turkeys as you can in a van? It's just juggling the different pallets of turkeys and the <laughs> orders and the delivery schedules and the sizes and the fresh and the frozen. How many dead turkeys do you handle? To be honest, on a season, like call them dead turkeys. Yeah, I well, mean, they're not alive. All right, but they're harvested. You know, yeah, they're just harvested. turkeys, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they we don't like in the amount of turkeys that we do over the course of the whole holiday. Like some of the bigger distributors would do in like a day. You oh, know, like we're okay. still like sort of a a local guy, boutique, boutique company where it's like 
maybe like 10,000 turkeys, but I'm not talking about like millions and millions of turkeys. You know how crazy that is that a small place kills 10,000 turkeys? No, not that you don't kill them. Turkey. No, you know what yeah, I mean, though. He, he's got this idea he, that like we're in there yeah, chopping yeah, yeah, heads yeah. off of turkeys. <laughs> no, we help people get the turkeys that they eat with their loved ones and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we make the holidays come together. Yeah, we're part of that process. I, mean, I love uh, it. So I've how never, long Main Street Meats has been around 77 years? So the 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 official name of the company is like Farmingdale Meat Market and That's what it always was when I was yeah, growing so up. Yeah, so Farmingdale Meat Market was the thing that started first, you know, and then uh so my grandfather started that in 1946, 77. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, 77 years ago at this point. Um and like 35, 30 years ago my dad expanded into the wholesale business which is now Main Street Wholesale Meats, which mm -hmm. is, I guess, so your paycheck, right, says Farmingdale Meat Market. Yes. Even though you're the truck you're driving says Main Street Wholesale Meats. So it's sort of like the the uh, the wholesale division started as just like a smaller division of the retail company, but now it's like, you know, four or five times bigger than the retail company, but it's just still that, that structure got or it, whatever. So... The wholesale business, I guess, 30 years ago. The retail business, 77 years ago. I love that Crazy. it's still going strong. Because yeah. now Main Street has changed a lot. I'm a Farmingdale guy. I've been here a long time. Yeah, we're all Farmingdale people. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, been, it's been like a, a staple in Farmingdale for a long time. It is. Yeah, I've been coming on coming on Main Street. Like I'm <laughs> coming He's been coming over. on B's back I've, all fucking year. Coming, Unfortunately, I haven't. Uh, I hear no, I've been coming down to Farmingdale and like... Literally, my whole life, you know, coming to Main Street and uh, the <laughs> meat market and everything, and like, it's it's one of the like as you know, the internet changes and mm. e-commerce, yeah, yeah. right? Like restaurants, meat markets, supermarkets—they're all still going to need to exist. We we developed the website to sort of help stay relevant and everything, but like for us, it's been sweet over the past couple years, past decade, even like more and more people do want to sort of like support the local butcher yeah. shop yeah, and like you know we're not gonna like uh be opposed to that right i mean and the bottom line is there's a very dense population base on long island right yeah. like so there's like millions and millions of people within within 20 minute drive of, of where yeah. we are right now like literally who could come down any and day of the week farmingdale's you know? popping these yeah. days and just not to mention farmingdale alone just Main Street and everything, you know. It's yeah, like, like a big deal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, uh, it's been cool, you know. It's uh, it's in in my family my whole entire life, so I don't necessarily have the same experience with it that that other people. But yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's been. Uh, Did you? So cool. I, I'm a product of the family business. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's over now. But uh, you know, I I worked with my dad. My he dad got fired. My, my dad started his own business. Yeah. Um. But it wasn't something that I wanted to really follow in. I worked yeah. there. I did what I had to do. Were you the same way where you, you kind of have to fall into this? <laughs> All right. No. So it's actually really interesting. So you want to you hear my quick journey with the family yeah, business? I would love the, to. Yeah. The, okay. So if I, I'm 45 years old, right? Mm -hmm. So let's – well, I um, – all through high school, and uh, it was never even brought up, right? So it was more just about uh, getting a good education. I think. So my you never like worked there on the side. Okay, so when I was a kid, I definitely peeled potatoes and right, peeled right, shrimp right. with Pedro. 
And with like He's uh, been around that pa- long Pedro's been around forever dude wow. Yeah Pedro's been around like since Shout out to Pedro yeah. Shout out to Pedro Pedro's great. Ortiz man Oh my god um, But yeah we can shout out to Pedro Yeah I think. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully <Why not>? he <laughs> listens Anyway so Like always And then um, You know I would drive the truck Like when I went to college I think my parents wanted me to like Sort of do something else Do something different Yeah, yeah. So to be honest I did do some cashiering, did some driving, helped on the counter very little bit. But really, um, I went to Michigan for college. Um, I went to their undergrad business school. So you love um, Ohio State, though, right? I fucking, why are you an Ohio State person? <laughs> no, no, I'm a Notre Dame guy. I, okay. My son actually really likes Notre Dame. And Good I was, for his son. And I said, cause, uh, and I said, I go, Jonah, like, we're, we're not really Notre Dame people. And he's like... But I like him, and I was like, "All right, respect." <laughs> we yeah, don't have the rivalry respect. like we used to either. Anymore. No, I know. Yeah. I have a bad. I have actually a really. If you want me to circle back to my Michigan Notre Dame story, it's a pretty epic, epic story of how me and my boys broke into the football stadium and like went to a Michigan game because we couldn't scalp tickets. Yeah. But anyway, family business. But that's a really crazy. That story. is. We'll get it. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get back circle to that. back yeah. to that. That's a good one. Um. So yeah, the family business. I definitely. Um, really wasn't thinking about it at all and went to Michigan and got into managing bands. Oh, um, that's right. Right, yeah. right. So like I used to, so for basically the short version of this is from the ages of say 20 to like almost 30, I had like nothing to do with the meat business. Mm. I was uh, managing bands. I lived in uh, Georgia. I lived in Boulder. I moved to Boston. Uh, oh, you were from, all over. Were you I touring moved, a lot? Um, not really. I was setting up tours for a band called Addison Groove Project from Boston. Okay. This band from San Francisco called Ohm Trio. Uh, this band, uh, Rack from Burlington. Uh, nice. From Austin, Texas. This band, Larry, at one point. Like this band, Garage Mahal, with like Fareed Hawk and uh, Alan Hurts and just <laughs> some really great, yeah, really right. good players. Anyway, um, but like I just. I don't know. I, I was kept doing that. Some of the bands did really well, um, but I guess you just get to a point where, like, I was mo- I, I lived in Vermont, and I was working at this place, Higher Ground, and uh, yeah, we just is that a famous place? That sounds familiar. Or am I? It might just it? be because you've heard me talking Maybe. about it. Or yeah. I mean, Alex. Shout out to Alex Crothers, my like old boss. There is the owner. He. I remember when I first started working there, I said something to him like. Wow, you guys have only been around for like five years. I feel like you guys have been around forever. And he's like, right on. He's yeah. like, that's <laughs> like our, our marketing. That's so good. if you're like, you know, oh, isn't that a famous place? Right. It'd be like, sweet, yeah, right? Yeah. Like if someone said, oh, Farmingdale Meat Market, your place is famous. You know, I'd be like, okay, cool. Right? You know, it's just people's perception. Right? Yeah, of course. Um, hey, perception is reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and everyone has their own sort of definition of it, you know? Um, but yeah, I guess basically. So you're, you're managing I, I bands. Sort of, I was managing bands. I hit a wall as far as like, um, you know, feeling like where things were going. I, I always sort of chose bands to work with that I uh, I really liked, but I wasn't. In not, a market as uh, well. Yeah, I wasn't really thinking. This. I was like, if, well, if I like them and my heart's into it, just everything will work out. And like in reality, that's sort of not how it works. Unfortunately, yeah. you can't just like manifest all these people to come see your band and like just really love the band and and like Addison Groove Project did pretty well 
They played Irving Plaza a couple times. Nice. They played the Bonnaroo Music Festival. <sighs> they would play the Paradise Rock Club in Boston. Like good places. I feel like I've heard of them. They, 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 they were around. Familiar. I mean, AGP was around. Like they were. They were, and they're fucking awesome. If you if you want to use like a bed of like one of their, uh, their, their they were like funk jazz, uh, but you know, again, not. Like there was this band at the time called like Deep and Out of Blackout. I love the band. names of these plays. The, 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 band you, names like, are always you know the band Dispatch. I've so heard of them. Yeah. I don't Dispatch know them well. plays like Madison Square Garden. And right. Shit. Dispatch loved AGP because Dispatch was sort of like cheese. Sorry, Dispatch guys, but they're probably maybe, listening. Maybe like a little like uh, cheesy or like not like such good musicianship, but they would have the AG. They ha- they were very generous to us, so I shouldn't talk shit. They were super awesome, and they had AGP open. Uh, dispatch shows like maybe three, four, five times oh, in like wow. the Orpheum Theater or like like big places, right? Like thousands of people and like, mm-hmm. but it was like a different audience and stuff. So it was like, it was it was cool that Dispatch. It was like a way for Dispatch to be like kind of cool and hip that they were putting these guys on nice. instead cool. of just like another like pop band or whatever. But anyway, um, I guess like the simplest way to say it was just like financially speaking like the music business is not like it's like doing comedy right and like imagine you were gonna you know have uh, a wife and and kids and whatnot right no i couldn't imagine that right comedy he couldn't do it right now exactly right so you couldn't imagine i made 25 (laughs) bucks last night guys so (laughs) money is rolling in Who's laughing now, people? <laughs> well, the people who thought I wouldn't make it, I'm making twenty five dollars a night. You should start whenever you get paid on comedy. Have like you know, like just making it rain. With like, yeah, I should. With like the five uh, bucks that you get or whatever. Seven bucks. And seven no, but bucks. you could get like rolls of pennies. And yeah, just, like, like I think that would be funny in pennies. itself. Spray pennies and do seven it bucks slow in the like beer. the drip that you can get with that, and you just go in to buy like a Dunkin' Donuts coffee, but yeah. instead you go to Starbucks. <laughs> slow mo. Uh, so you're doing that. So then- I was doing that financially. It was going nowhere. Uh, wife, you know, says like this is you know. Oh, so on. you were married doing the band thing? Yes, yes. And then we, God bless you. We, uh, you know, coincides with my dad, mm-hmm. Kent. Uh, owner and running Farmingdale Meat Market and Main Street Meats at the time, 15 years ago. Good for Ken. Is saying, you know, hey, Lee, if, uh, <laughs> you know, you're coming back to New York because the wife's family's from Jersey. She wants to be near her sister. Yeah. Uh, and Where were you living? F- you were living in I was living Boston, in Winooski, Winooski oh, Vermont, Vermont, which is okay. right outside Burlington. It's okay. right across. It's like Burlington's, uh, Burlington's Brooklyn. Were you snowboarding or skiing a lot when you were there? Uh, to be honest, I'd never really snowboarded. I snowboarded <laughs> once or twice, but I skied very, 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 very minimally. Um, Bunny Hill guy? No, I'm actually a good, good skier. You'd you be just surprised. Don't do it a lot. I just maybe was lazy. You don't sound like very. You're very what? confident in yourself. No, I feel no, like he I'm was very confident what with the your fuck, with your skiing. Fuck no, off. Like, I feel no. like he you was confident about it. No, yeah. I'm mad. Now. <laughs> I'm very confident in my abilities as a skier for someone, but not confident in the amount that I do it. Okay, fair so enough. I I don't ski a lot. You're not experienced, but you got skill. No, again, you're that's wrong. Okay? <laughs> Let's focus. <laughs> no, I'm very experienced. When I was younger, I used to ski a lot. I was All very right. spoiled, and my parents like took me skiing. My mom's brother, right? My so my uncle, uh, like bug left New York and moved to Colorado in like the the. 70s right right? so i was born in 77 i'm 45 so all throughout the 80s 
like every year we would go visit my uncle and I would ski in Colorado. Like in, and so, that's like powder, right? Like they always sick. Say. Yeah, and it, was, it wasn't necessarily we were going there to be skiers. It was that my mom was going to visit her brother who was out there. And then the skiing was like something to do. But I didn't, you know, I didn't realize that like going to ski in Colorado every year was like. Uh, unique. I yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes, I did not know that. I thought that everyone just went. Most kids go to like, uh, yes. like Vermont yeah. upstate to go right. Shawnee and yes. then get out exactly. on ice. No, my mom's brother lived in Colorado, so we would go there. That's nice. Once per year, you know. So that's nice. But yes. I always. So, get... but anyway, I am experienced. <laughs> Hold on. All right, all right. God damn. He's experienced and confident. I, I can. I he's, like he's gleaming. He's gleaming. And, um, experience and confidence. I just want to <laughs> set the record straight. I, I'm paranoid. The shit's recorded. This like. Lives forever. Well, that's why I said you're not. You don't look very confident, because maybe I'm not confident in life or whatever. But I do know (laughs) how to sit right in here. I do know how to ski, (laughs) and um, I didn't ski a lot while I was in Vermont. What were you going to say? I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, no, you trust me. You can cut me off whenever you want. Yeah, I'm a big cut off guy, so feel free. Um, Is it true? This is where I'm going to try and pretend that I know what I'm talking about. Oh God, I can't wait for this. No, so Colorado, when you ski and like the, the the snow's supposed to be what they call it, like a powder where it's much softer, and then like northeast snow is like I think it's icy. The, yeah, northeast is more. So what's easier? It's better out west because there's usually just a deeper, like a just better weather, and it's like there's there's it's more like of a base. A and it's like, uh, aren't you a pretty good skier? Yeah. So you could could yeah. you answer this? Have you well, done you it? notice I am a great skier. So and, that's not a terrible question. And, there is. When a was the last time you went skiing? I went to Park City, Utah, a nice. couple of years ago. Look at you. Um, yeah, Look yeah. At you. But I would imagine Utah's similar to Colorado, right? Oh yeah, and and yes, a hundred percent. If if anything, maybe better. Utah's great. I've been to Vail. I've skied Vail. That Vail's, was Vail's where? That's, epic. Col- that's Colorado. Colorado. That's Colorado. That's epic. Um, but mostly, you know. Growing up around, you know, upstate and Vermont. Well, that's what I'm asking. But I don't do it as much anymore. If you're if you grew up out in the northeast skiing, when you go out there, is it harder or easier? Better. It's easier. I could get it being better, but is it harder like relearning because you're on like no, 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 no. It's just more. It's like just easier. It's better. If anything. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah, I don't ski any. It's been a long time with my crooked back. That's the last. Thing I, I just need. feel like you go slower, probably out west. Is uh, that true? I don't know because there's just more terrain. If anything, there's more elevation. It's steeper, so it's steeper. Makes That's up. The thing. Oh yeah, yeah. it's just like the, the ski resorts out there. I think are just bigger and everything. Yeah, they're okay. huge. Yeah, they're and huge. like here, the mountains are like half as big or whatever. All right, that I makes think. sense. I'm just. I was always curious what the difference is. Yeah. Or why it is, is it better or worse? Have it's just ever, different. Have you ever skied or something? Uh, a handful of times, but never out west. Yeah. So I couldn't even speak on that. Mm. No, you couldn't. Um, you couldn't. I would. <laughs> <laughs> no. So then you come over here and, and you, you start so, working. So, yeah. So basically, uh, business was growing. Um, I did actually, over 10 years in the music business, like develop uh, a lot of like entrepreneurial skills yeah, in I'm business, sure. deal making, talking to, you know, marketing promotions, uh, you know, just, you know, running a small business, essentially, when you're managing bands. Um, and <laughs> I'm like, not all of them, like, made it, so I don't know <laughs> yeah. how great of the experience. But you know what? Even if yeah. they don't make it, you right. still did it. No, like, you still, still learned something. And, yeah, for sure. And so uh, I started with, with Kent, my father, and started in the Burger Corner and 
you know, scaling up the bags of ground beef and oh, doing so all that. You were like in the back. They, they, no, I was fully in the plant for years. So I was our opening it. manager, dude, for like six years. Wow. Like, yeah, full on for like six years, waking up <clears> at like one thirty in the morning, getting to work at 2 a.m., opening six days so a week, dude. When did you eventually like take over, though? I'd say maybe the past two, three, four years with my father. It's like very informal. And so there's never been any sort of. Um, it's not like a writing paperwork that was like, I mean, that's all separate mine. or whatever. Yeah. But I'm just saying like impracticality or just like the reality of it. It's always been sort of just like, uh, oh, I'm going away an extra month this year. I'm going yeah. away an extra month. I'm going right. So now he's like six months in California. Right. He's just like doesn't really do as much on the day to day as far as like okay. operationally. It kind of naturally so, transitions. Yeah, so it's just like. He sort of sits back and like just looks at super high level stuff, whether it's like, you know, money flowing in and out, does, you know, and maybe the payroll reports for the week or whatever. But that's really sort of it. Um, he looks like he's enjoying his life. Um, I hope so. You know, yeah. I mean, I think he plays golf a bunch in California. That's great. Do you have any siblings? I have a brother. Did you, a brother. Is he in the business or he's not? No, my brother, Josh, uh, lives. He lived in Berkeley, California for oh, like right. almost 20 years. Um, he just moved back and bought a house. He moved back east. He moved back east wow. and bought a house in Catskill, New York, upstate. Oh, nice, upstate. In- so he's not. He's a math teacher. Oh, okay. Uh, he, right. he, he's uh, an educator. Um, he's never really had any interest in the meat business. Um, we had my cousin, my first cousin, Jeff Finer, was in the meat business, uh, for like six or seven years. When I first joined um, and he actually him and his wife moved back to Indiana. So he was a a family member in the business who left the the family business and he actually became a deputy sheriff in Monroe County, Indiana. Hmm. So he's like a cop and he's Uh. on like the SWAT team. And (laughs) no, it's like deal. No, he's like really like loves it. It's just like he was like, yo, living in New York and like doing this meat business thing like. It's all, you know, sort of like sometimes it's right. He could live here, make way more money. Right. But it's like crowded and it costs more money and different lifestyle. Right. And you're working six days a week to have the more money. But you're right. He's like, I don't know. And I think doing that job, it feels I don't want to speak for Jeff. Uh, it feels ah, speak for him. Speak for him. I well, think, Jeff's a big listener, so he might get back. Right, right, right. But I'd say <laughs> I'd say my cousin would say that it feels probably more like rewarding doing what he's doing you know like literally like helping uh you think you know, so you think pe- saving the war like saving people <laughs> is more rewarding than feeding people uh, I guess hey that's look true. at you that's i think that's, I, I think that you know you could my dad also could be uh, a challenging guy to work with too so you know it's just the 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 perpetual nature of the meat business is very don't under very uh, challenging, you know. It's like it just mm, don't undervalue ends. what you guys do. You're yeah, feeding, yeah. you're feeding the hungry. Yes, we were essential. I mean, definitely during during the pandemic. Did you I go? You worked. You guys worked through the pandemic, of course, right? We yeah. never stopped, dude. We never. Ever, I, I stayed ever home stopped. for a little while. Did you? You did, but you're. But like, you were nice enough to keep me on and right. work. Uh, yeah, you I, were helping I, with I was, the entering orders, right? Entering and orders. Yeah. You were working remotely, yeah. and we were. How we were uh, bobbing and weaving. Like the pandemic I, for us, because you're like a wholesale meat place, yeah. right? So yes. how does that work? You're so not all the, business, right? No, no, no. So basically, our business completely shifted overnight, where 
all the wholesale customers stopped and all the everyone like within that like 20 minute drive of here doing like house calls. Of, was like calling us. So what essentially the problem was we had all the meat. We didn't really have the best at that point at the beginning of the pandemic. We didn't have our website, our e-commerce site oh, even yeah. built out yet. So the only way to actually take the order from the Phone. customer was through the phone because they couldn't come to the store because it's a fucking pandemic, right? <laughs> yeah. So they couldn't come in and just talk to a butcher. So we would, we didn't have the manpower to like answer the phone calls and write down the hundreds of orders that we yeah. could have taken, and then to like bill it and price it and get their money and call them all back with a credit card. So what we had to do was basically said like, okay, we could take like. 100 orders a day. That's like the max that we could actually like take on the phone and blah, 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 blah. So we like opened up the phones and then like um, event, you know, and we would take calls for like 30 minutes. Like we literally were joking. Like it feels like we have like Van Halen yeah. concert tickets in the 80s or something like <laughs> like a radio station, you know, like we're the selling first tickets. Yep. No, and people when I was answering the phones, people would be like, you oh were my God, caller oh my God. 98 no, I got through. I got through. <laughs> I need some eye round. Yeah. You know, I need because people were freaking out. I mean, this was like a once, hopefully, like, once you are in a caller one hundred. <laughs> no, and it, it was uh, it was crazy times for us. And then we started, um, you know, evolving and doing the curbside pickup. So that helped us do like more stuff. Once I got the website up and running, it helped us like uh, do more. And so we actually did it in like we didn't close for one day. We didn't lay one person off due to the pandemic you know like yeah people get laid off and get hired um you know perpetually and like yeah it, for us so people may have gotten laid off but nothing because of the pandemic it's just yeah they, they had issues they had issues right <laughs> so like um it was uh crazy times for us for sure and then a lot of the country clubs or even some of the wholesale accounts started doing they started realizing, well, they have an audience, too, through their email list. And if they can, you know, engage their audience who's all stuck at home, remember. So they started, like, calling us saying, well, can I offer meat packages to my people? Oh. And I, right. So, for example, like Wheatley Hills Country Club, yeah. um, Chef Bobby and I, like, uh, we talk all the time. Yes. He's a great, uh, you know, great chef. And, like, he's like, yeah, my club is closed, but... Uh, the membership, like, what if I could offer them, you know, like the same New York steaks they got from the club or the same filet mignons. And so they would like send out an email with an order form, like from five of his different purveyors saying, you know, because at that time, at, at that you price time, gouging? <laughs> we were, I mean, huh? how dare you? How dare you? She just lights up my joint and looked how at your price gouging. How dare you? I just sir. wanted to ask you. So no, you can say mean, no and to then be, no no no. To to be honest, hitting questions the price think. the pricing during the pandemic was out of control. I know, that's why there, I was kidding. No, we we were not price gouging, but there is um I think there were like professional investigations oh, yeah. into what was going on yeah. at like the packer level and like um yeah the prices were crazy yeah. Yeah. um and it we it was like a bell curve it, did like, you have to go wave. up in prices and people thought you were price gouging um i think there was a little bit of a perception of that but at the same token you have to remember that like there's there was 
no food like in supermarkets major chains right. this that and the other Demand. and we're like local dude on main street in farmingdale and we had a perfect supply chain okay? yeah there you because go. we had the meat right so people weren't yeah, the we're gouging meat. the finest meat since 1946 did you guys have any supply chain you know there was no, like so a lot of the, ish at all at any point we so it was mostly think it was mostly that things were just way more expensive it wasn't that we couldn't get them okay and it was turnaround times and certain items. We're pretty nimble as a company, so we're able to deal with stuff pretty quickly. But the bigger plants, since they had labor issues and they were maybe short 100 people, well, there was like- instead of making like 100 different cuts of like a pig, they would make like 50. Yeah. And so we it would change what I could buy. But then we could fabricate them here. And for us, it actually wasn't the end of the world because... On some level, we were looking for ways to keep everybody working, right? So if they – we didn't really have a labor issue. We more had like a let's make sure we have enough work for everybody issue. Everyone wanted to keep working. I mean, I think the whole staff and everything did like an awesome job just like being flexible and just like what do we need to do? And, you know, one day, you know, truck drivers are just doing their thing, driving the trucks, and the next day we're saying to them, hey, you want to like – you know, paint the place or, or something just so I could keep you working because obviously there's no need to drive a truck right now. There's no deliveries, yeah. you know, yeah. or like, do you want to help, you know, help us pack the retail orders or just help us answer the phones or whatever? I like how you guys fabricate meats <laughs> like you fabricate fucking granite. <laughs> like, no, for what sure. Is, no, I mean, I know you, when you said are, fabricated. Yeah. I'm like, interesting. I didn't know they did it in the meat business, yeah. too. No, what does sure. that mean? In there? No, like, so basically, that. we can buy uh, just picture it's it's used to be called like a primal cut of beef, which is maybe like 50, 60, 80 pounds, but like a sub primal is say like a short loin or a, a long bone rib or an export rib, is, say 20, 25 pounds, and so it's just like. A big chunk of beef or whatever, you know, it's and, not it's like the whole pig almost. No, no, no. This is a, a whole pig, a, a whole pig, a real hog could be like 300 pounds or something. But Oof, in, I didn't in realize the, they were that fat. Yeah, those like they the got commercial, like the commercial, like big, big ones or whatever, you know, like not necessarily like the ones that you would do for a pig roast. People usually get like 80 pounds. Well, that's why I was saying the couple pig roasts I've been to, yeah. I'm like, yeah. that ain't 300 no, pound no, no. fucking pig. No, 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 no. Any pig roasts that you've been to or whatever. So these are like, like pigs that are made to, to burn, like to fucking Yeah, but fabricated. anyway, I'm talking about the short loin <laughs> is just something, it's like a big cut of meat and you can cut it into yeah. like porterhouse steaks or whatever. So you're, you're they're using a bandsaw. You know, the butchers <laughs> are using a bandsaw and they're, because it's bone and stuff, you can't cut through that just with a regular knife. No, that's um, a fair and point. You're, yeah, and you're cutting it in there. It's you know when you're trimming the fat or whatever. It's there's like some, you know, there's actually like a skill and science to like how you cut it and no, to get like the a, most it's, out of it. It's a hundred percent. Like we do yield testing and like what's yield th- testing? Yield testing is just um, you know making uh, is taking when you take a certain cut of meat. You're there's uh, a loss associated mm. with it. So oh, on a beef okay. tenderloin, it's like shake in an ounce of on a, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, okay. it, or, or <laughs> stems or stems or, or yeah. no. It's, it's not necessarily shake. Well, because the shake you no, could utilize. Shake you could utilize. So yeah, the, no, that's what I realized uh, that as I said it. I'm in like, no. Nope. Scenario: the the trim and everything would be like the shake because the trim we can utilize into like Sausages. kebabs or no, like we could do filet mignon kebabs oh, or whatever, yeah, yeah. but. So when we do a yield test, you're basically taking a bigger piece of meat 
and figuring out what it costs you or what percentage you generate as a yield from a bigger piece I of gotcha. meat. So from a like eight ounce, eight pounds, sorry, can get six pounds of meat from right, it. Right? Yeah, eight pound filet mignon. You know you're going to yield, uh, you know three to three to four pounds of yeah. usable filet mignon steaks. It's you more know? like pot plants then. Because you get something. a plant and you see how much the plant want. can yield. Everything is related. I got to try and bring cannabis. it into something. This cannabis is, is legal. I was, it is. I was talking yield. to Scotty about doing like cannabis infused meats. Really? How Hell cool yeah, would that bro. be, dude? Now, I don't would know you what it would be. The meat I don't know what it would at be. At the raw portion of it or after it's cooked? Because like with the cooking of I like. I think, a, and I'm not a that's food not person, really I think it would be. Uh, prior, prior to like a butter and oil. Yeah, that's something. what I thought. Okay, yeah, All right. like a butter or an or and an, or an oil or something that you could maybe infuse some sort of like cannabis into the fat or into the marbling of the meat. Interesting. And so it would like melt into the meat. As and I think the, the fat steak. stores it longer or keeps it. I don't know. I could be wrong. <clears throat> yeah, you could be. I probably. Could, I mean, I'd be surprised if you were wrong. Just based <laughs> on, <laughs> I'd be shocked if you were. <laughs> yeah. But you yeah, might be. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so where were we? So fabricating meat, fabricating meat. Me working at the meat company. Now no. you, um, you have meat. a son. Do you? Do I you, have a son named Jonah. I have two you sons. Expect, Jonah and do you Leah. expect your kids to get into this business? Is that um, something that you look at, or just whatever is going to happen? I don't know. I, know I mean, young. I think. Um, Maybe. Yeah. I'd say it's hard to say right my now. My older son Leo, I'd say like almost no chance. He's definitely I wants to be like a brain surgeon. Oh wow. Or something like <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. Excuse me, bro. Yeah, no, he wants to be like a brain surgeon or like an activist. I'm like yeah. right on. All you know. Right. I'm like cool. Yeah. I'll support Just anything. Push uh, him you towards the uh, brain surgery. This is way. a kid who told me like when uh when he was like six like. I don't like that you kill animals, Daddy, but it's okay. It's a family business, and I understand you're doing it to, like, take care of us. Wow. And Where I was like, you, okay. A six-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Did uh, you explain to him that, like, you don't get it from one of those fucking mills that just, like... No, and then I'm like, you know, it'd be hilarious. You want me to bring, like, uh, like a whole dead pig to, like, bring your father <laughs> to school? Like, uh, how crazy would it be if I just pulled out of a backpack yeah. like a dead pig? And my kid was like, I don't think you should pig do that. Pig head in a bag? Yeah, I don't think you should do that. That's the kind of hijinks we have in my household. It's hilarious. What is Where, your, um, what's uh, your favorite cut of meat? Um, so when people people do actually ask me that question, more than you might think, sir. So I'm a uh, hack. You're not a hack. Well, but what's I your will, favorite meat? No, no, no. Cut so the answer eat. the answer to the question mm. is it really. I feel very blessed that like I have like the opportunity. Imagine if you not in the weed, but let's say nice cars. Imagine you had a garage. Filled with 50 of the nicest cars you could imagine. Yes. Right. So to me, it's like, what's your favorite car? The answer would be, well, you know, if I'm going to the beach, I might grab like the the four by four with the, the Jeep mm. with the t no top. I got it. Depending so it on the day. If I'm going upstate and I'm like, you know, it depends. Right. If I'm inviting people over, if you guys are coming over, maybe we're going to make fucking burgers. We're going to. Get some cheddar bratwurst. Yeah, so like for, if we're going to watch cheap football. Stuff for these guys. No, if we're going to watch football, whatever. <laughs> if we're going to watch football and we're going to hang out. Last meal before you get right. killed. No, if, we're gonna, <laughs> if you're going to impress a girl, you might, yeah. you might get some filet mignon right. or whatever. Last meal before I got killed would be some Akuishi Wagyu beef, maybe, mm. maybe some... 
sirloin flap meat, which is bavette steak, which is really good. The Akuishi skirt steak is off the hook. Shout out to my boy uh, Jordan Beeman. Hey, uh, I met that guy. Beeman is the He's best. He's steaming. Willie Beeman. Beeman's the man. <laughs> Beeman's the best. He raises awesome and awesome beef. Uh, that is that the, like the pink cow or something? It, no, it, it's not a pink cow. I think it might be they call it like what a am reddish. I it's, Red. uh, um, it's just something in the, the genetics of that breed of animal and the way that it... Uh, the the way that the fat melts and the flavor profile is just it's like the holy grail of meat. It's really good. It's really what it's pr- is the holy grail? Like, what's, are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, what's like the most expensive artist to get? Or like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of meat just, based questions. It just depends. It just depends. <laughs> yeah. Like what you, you know. Uh, like you what know. about those birds? Are those considered like meats? Like those weird birds like, that you eat no, that you have was, to like under a we, towel? We, we oh. once had to get like emu eggs for somebody. Did and you? That we got uh, you know, and it was really funny. We got because you're a you're a performer. You know, you could understand yes. this. So um, they were buying emu eggs from us, which are are we? We're on camera, right? So yeah. that thing over I was there. Say, how big is an emu? An egg? emu egg is like almost about the size of that. Of my salt lamp, dude. Except it's like emerald green. Is it? And really? looks like a dinosaur egg from like oh, wow. uh, drag. What's it, it like called? Game uh, of Thrones. Game like of Thrones, the fucking like, dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So we would get these from this. Um, <laughs> Do you just crack it like it's a sunny no, side? So <laughs> here, no, it's funny. So they were getting them. Um, Dude, they were he getting cracked himself up. I know. I know. I'm trying to talk. He's he like, hold on, I'm like, laughing over pop here. It like it's a He's looking he's over easy egg. Do you My pop emo. it like a sunny side? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look at me. No, so anyway, they Weed were, really does work. This place it? in the city, we were getting them from this this woman in New Mexico who I like found on the internet, obviously. She was shipping me like six of these a week in like diapers, right? Literally in diapers. <laughs> in di- really? So they wouldn't break, right? Oh, all right. Um, and then we would send them to this guy in the city who was using them for almost, um, I think for like a theatrical thing. So oh. it wasn't, they were, it was this place that's now defunct, I think called the Diamond Horseshoe. And they were, it was almost like a dinner theater kind of thing. And they were buying like six of them a week because I think they had six shows. And I think there was a point in the show where some like dancer like pulls one of the freaking emu so eggs. eating these things? I don't think so. They were they using were, it as like It was like a prop. Art. It was yeah. like a prop. It was uh-huh. like th- I think they were using it as a prop. I just want to know how you would cook. A giant egg like that. It was a, a big I, bird. I think on a, a giant you, skillet. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying on is, a do you, skillet. Do man. you take a big skillet and crack the egg and then pop it like it's a regular egg? You drop it like it's yeah, hot. I, I guess. So you could, in theory, have a BEC with like an emu egg. A hundred percent. All right. I don't yeah. want to know what color the egg is when it's green shell yeah. like that. We'd have to. I, I don't. Are they expensive? These emu eggs. Maybe we can get one for chick. Cook it up. Make a little sunny side for I think that they were under 50 bucks each or something. Oh, all right. right. So it's not like. So can we get an emu egg and try and cook it? I don't even know. 100%. Let's, yeah. let's, I don't want we're going to make this happen. TikTok. Emu right? eggs. <laughs> Scrambled <laughs> emu eggs. Dude, you might. Do you guys do TikTok for the. He does. B is a viral fucking TikTok. Guy. Right, 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 right. You're a sensation. <laughs> I forgot who I was even sitting with. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I haven't been more. Oh, that's okay. I well, haven't even got, got into got my disappointments, things. but you have disappointments. Well, I just of the feel room, the whole process, really. I mean, what don't you like about our process? I know you just feel like there was no, 
there wasn't really good pre-show like we don't wine and dine etiquette really like I said, you I don't you got like, us off our game. Or it's an afternoon Usually there's show. like transportation provided. <laughs> yeah. Well, well um, Pete does get one of our guests pizza you usually. You sometimes every, pick people up. You yeah. know, I've, 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 I've picked, have we picked up anybody? No. I don't have know. Have you ever sent anyone an Uber uh, or a Lyft? It's we, possible. I, we, I think we've sent people an Uber home after. Uh, right, right, right. But you know, B, uh, B usually ordered. forced them to leave <laughs> in an Uber. Yeah. B yeah, only likes funny. to take care of one of our guests. Customer. That's not I almost said customers. That's not true. Yeah, look at you. No, no, no. All we have we have one guest, Neil Rubenstein. Neil, uh, you might know Neil. He's a comic. I think I did a show with him with you. Probably. You were yeah. so kind to have me on. Of course. And then you don't book me anymore because I stole the show. But it's fine. <laughs> That's not. I just That's don't fine. book shows anymore. But we put a pin in that. Um, Neil, when he Neil, comes on, very funny. He always. The thing with Neil is Neil, Neil Rubenstein will call ahead and order food. Like tell me what to, what he wants to eat. Yeah, he's like, what do what are we doing tonight? You want to do Chinese? You want to do pizza? And it's like we don't usually do that. Usually, this is how we do it. Chick rolls in three minutes before we're about to start. Right, or or three like, minutes after you were yeah. supposed to start. Yeah, right. He's like, all right, is let's do it, my Chick. That's, that's pretty much, star. pretty pretty, much. pretty. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I make exactly, bro. I'm big time. I'm the yeah, talent. No, he's the talent. He is. Like, if you show up on time or early, you're a loser. Exactly. Yeah, I I like to show up on time in, in this uh, studio. I was here early. You he lives here. He right. can't be late. That's true. <laughs> but um, anyway. I woke up. I was on time. <laughs> I'm always on time. Yeah. But even when I'm not, I'm on time. Right? Come How on. How many times? I work for you. Am no, I ever you, late? Have I ever been do, late? You do very, uh, you're super reliable. You Thank know? you. And you know, it's in my own head. I take credit for that. You I'm should. Like, yeah, you, you're on time. That's why you work for us, dude. Like, uh, you know? I, you know how I met him? On time somewhere. <laughs> I, met a, I met him at uh, Crabtree's, right? We met at the Crabtree's open mic. So, and I literally was like, I fucking need help. We need, like, drivers. We're dying over here. It was too busy. And I figured the stand-up comedians would be good people to talk to. Because they but were. I w- but, but not every single stand-up comedian would be someone that you would maybe be like, hey, you want to drive a truck for me? Not so. Not many at all. My point is I pre-screened you. I had a feeling he'd be the kind of guy. Did you think he was going to be more of a manly man than he is? Like he looked like the beard. You're like, this guy's going to want to labor me I'm going to say that I feel in it's 2023. I find that question um, offensive. I find it offensive too. And I don't even know what, What quote, a manly man unquote even means anymore yeah honestly i Where don't even you know someone who what, wants to do labor what is who wants what, to deliver what is and labor what, what is that even? you don't know what labor is i mean not we, sitting uh, behind a I desk dialing labor i don't know physical labor uh listen i i do a great job i'm not saying you don't crushes the game I've 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 lost a, the dragon. I've lost a couple of hand trucks. I've left the lights on a few times. But aside hey, from that, oh, who's, who's counting? <laughs> how many drivers do you have? Uh, let's say twelve. Do you know about the time where he threw one of your other employees' uh, snacks out of the car? I think I, I told him that. Yeah. Think that I heard about it. Yeah. Yes. Does that bother you that he did that to one of your other employees? I will say that. If that employee complained to you, I will say that I try my best, and I don't always succeed at this, but I try my best to not get so involved in that kind of stuff because I feel like everyone who's working for us, right, we're one big family and we're all adults. 
and I try my best. Yeah, we're to, all adults. We are and all I, adults. We're adult babies, in fact. <laughs> in fact. Uh, but I try to let people resolve those kind of things because usually uh, with time and by me ignoring it, it, it just goes, goes away. away. Yeah. Yeah. And go. then hopefully no one somebody kills brings each it up on a podcast. Right. Until someone but brings it up know. on a goddamn podcast. There's no way I podcast. wasn't. But, well, that's why, I, and, um, and we'll move on from, from the from, uh, yeah. Farmer Del Meat Market, but I, I will no, say... I, did I answer all the questions? You did. Did I get to how to? Did I answer? Unless I you have more, I was going to no, say one thing great, that you know? I really love. It, I, it I, reminded I feel really me blessed. of. I do too, and I'm not I just saying this. I, I really, I it really does feel like a family there. Like I, I love working for that place. That's and cool. And it's I credit just, that with you. And I, well, I just think I'm part of it, and mm. I think that uh, you're part of it, and we're all just, you know, it's like uh, definitely part of my role is to help. Uh, create the vibe or whatever but it's like when people are like oh you took over you run the place i'm like well we have a team of people i mean the, the people are the ones who run the place somebody's just like sort of the conductor of the orchestra yeah. um to you have to and i have you know my job and my responsibilities that i do and everybody else does their shit and everyone i love it i think i, I think the key is when it's like a place where people want to work right like then everyone for the most part tries to just do their job like in a good way because they want to keep working there right because yes. they know that like uh you know the the it's stable and it's not such yeah. a horrible place and for the most part people need jobs right Great like, place to work you can't just yep. go through life never working right and working is not a bad thing if so. you can't leave it to your kids because they choose to do other things or whatnot would be be in the yeah running? would you leave it to me and check um, not me I mean, i'm not even saying me would you leave it to, would be even be in the running would yeah. be be in the running i mean i'd say he's we if we have like 50 some odd people here i mean that's more than we have 50 people who work for us right and that's so you're saying he's one of I'm, 50 i'm yeah. saying that Look at it this if way. 50 look people, at it this way. If 49 said look no, then I would way. ask B. <laughs> look at it this way. There's 50 people who work at the company right now, but there's like 7 billion people who are on the earth. And so That's he, a great would, point. he would be in the first, say, 500 <laughs> yes. people on earth out of 7 billion. And that's a pretty good stat. Yeah, okay? so, if you, so you're telling me there's a chance. So I'm right there's... I'm, I'm gonna walk into work on Monday feeling a little bit better. I'm about saying myself. that there's, I'm saying that there's 450 people who don't even work at the meat market. <laughs> that might be ahead of them. Who would wait? No, because my cousin's 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 cousin. Yeah, they don't want you it. You know, um, no, you're probably. No. Right. I I I enjoy. Oh, you're exactly asking about my kids too. My son, I we were actually at the meat market today. He has a a baseball lesson in Farmingdale. We stopped by, and I was like, Jonah, do you want to work? Uh, in the cashier's office for one hour. You want to like uh, just work with Brandon, who's doing cashiering right now. Uh, Love and, that guy. And my by the way. son, who yeah, Brandon's the man. Shout out to BH. I think he he's listens a, once in a while. Wow, if he's listening right now, that would be amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, he wouldn't be listening right now. No. Unless he's outside the door right now. He might be. Um, but if he hears this, Brandon, you're the best, he buddy. Is. He is. Um, my point. Is that I asked Jonah if he wanted to work in the cashier's office, and he said no. Uh, and so, well, what he's gonna, what his plan is probably like, if I own something, I'd always baseball. be nervous that I'm gonna get killed for my business. What do you mean? Like, if his kids off him, they get the business, and they might not even have to work there. 
Oh, yeah. They no, would basically be I'm like, B young. can run it. Exactly. You're young, but they're still young, and they just more It's back. better for them to keep that's me true. running you grow it a little no, bit. No, let no, me run it. Yeah. Got, that's fair do enough. Anything. No, that's right. They're that's not there yet. Yeah, exactly. But just watch him. Look over. Always look over your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. he's Because <laughs> I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's only 11, though. So. so I met you at when you were We met at Crabtree's. We met at the Crabtree's. How did you get into comedy? Okay, so this is so I was talking about because uh, chick, chick is I told you chick just did his first yeah, open so mic. to be clear to your wide global audience, mm-hmm. my I am a very 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 like amateur stand up comedian. I prob but I've probably done comedy you know m- you know stand up more than fifty. 60 times right less yeah. not like three or four i mean maybe a hundred times even like yeah. done gotham in the city alone maybe 30 times or something 20 right. 30 times so um so i've done it more than not not more than zero but still i think i'm not like someone like he does stand up in a, a two weeks he's a comic yeah yeah, yeah. you're you're an got, aspiring you're yeah, an amateur. I, yeah i'm a well, guy who runs a meat company i also and, have more time to yeah so, well and, yeah that's yeah, what it two is kids yeah and, it's, it's a different story I, I i can i get up you know a few times a week yeah so, well, i thought easy. you do it every I single mean, night you're well, basically I, a comic with, with open mics too put up yeah. a picture with you on a mic and you're a comic no for sure so anyway so and so the way that I got into comedy was when I was working at Higher Ground in yeah. Burlington, I was the promotions manager at the venue, and we had two rooms. We had a ballroom, which was like 700 seats or 700 capacity, and the showcase room, which was 200. And Alex, my boss, had me um, doing all the marketing for the website and printing the posters, running the street teams, and just trying to fill off night. So in the showcase lounge, if a Tuesday or a Wednesday wasn't, booked he would say you know grab some local band or something put together a trivia night do a football i don't care what you do because the room is sitting here just do something right book a show put it on our website see if people show up so i could experiment and just do whatever you know he'd be so i could take three singer songwriters and we made something called like uh, me and my guitar right and just like a series we created a series and so I said, let's start doing comedy, right? So I brought up to Burlington, I brought up, like, and this is over 10 years ago, I brought up Lisa Lampanelli, wow. Mark Marin, Dimitri Martin, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, Todd huh. Barry, um, uh, Kevin Meany was like my first show. I love Lisa Lampanelli. Lisa though. Lampanelli was so nice, dude. The nicest woman. She dude. actually, I, I wouldn't the I, nicest, I would expect bro. that from seeing She that. was yeah. so down to earth. So fucking chill. She would come in here and do your podcast and be like, "What's up, guys?" and just start yeah, talking seems, to you. She seems and like she, I remember just sitting with her in like our green room, and the green room at the club, my office was like right around the corner, so, and and like she was just like so nice. She was so cool. But anyway, so I started promoting comedy shows and bringing comedians up because I just always love comedy. And then I started talking to my boss about doing, trying to support the local scene. And I said, why don't we just do open mics, right? Yeah. Like, let's do open mics on these once a, once a month. Uh, let's do open mics in the in the lounge. Um, we'll do a free show. And if we can sell some drinks, then you won't be mad at me for staff in the room that night, you know? And he just sort of said, like, you realize if you have an open mic, like, you need a host of the show. And, like, I'm not, I, you have zero budget, bro. Mm. Like, I'm not paying anybody yeah. to host this show. <laughs> so I think deep down in my heart, I was like, this is my fucking moment, yep. but I have to pretend like I don't want to host this shit. So I was like, 
all right, I mean, yeah. I guess what's going to happen is I'm going to host the show. And he's <laughs> like, but I, like, think in my heart, I was like, I'm going to host the fucking of course. shows, yeah. you know? So I was kind of psyched about that, and it gave me the opportunity just to get on a microphone and, like, but I was petrified, like, to actually, like, tell, uh, like, any sort of jokes or material. No, it is petrifying up there. No, and but what I would do is just, like, bust on. I would just be like, hey, I, it was more just, like, um, like, uh, more of the business, almost like, hey, this is my place of business because I worked upstairs. My office was up there. So the way that I approached the hosting was just like, hey, everyone, I'm Lee. Welcome to Higher Ground Showcase Lounge. And that's what a host does. But it, And I got comfortable just being on stage in a microphone, not really caring. And then I would say, like, that was Brendan. Like, what are you trying to be, a fucking fat Nick City dancer or something? <laughs> right? Like, and then, like, you know, people would laugh. And so I would never, it wouldn't be jokes. But I would try to be funny-ish, you know? He wouldn't let me go up there and just host when I wanted to just host without doing an actual set. And he goes, no, you got to do a five in the front. So right. that's why I have to do well, Yeah, you, you could. I mean, but the five that you do, if you think about, if you prepare, right? And well, you, yeah, and that's you, my goal. Yeah, so if you I prepare try to prepare to have, have a five-minute set now yeah. as opposed to just going up there and maybe making a riff or two in between here and there. About As long as you could just sort of loosen people up, you know, get people I know, ready. You, that, made, you always made it seem like, nope, top, we got to do a five right I in want front. you to do five. I know, that's why I'm doing it. I'm not complaining. I don't want you to go up there and be like, I'm Chick, I'm the host, here's Brendan. I want you to I want you to talk engage a little bit. Yeah, I mean I would try and, and engage people. Like anyway. we said, the more you're up there, the as hosting especially, yeah. you get comfortable doing it. So the show that we're doing yeah, so at Dixon's, which we'll talk about, you want to hear one of the first jokes I ever told in Vermont? One of no. my own jokes. Yeah, no, go for it. <laughs> no, so so what happened in Burlington? Um, so I started hosting the open mics, um, and uh, it turned out that there was this was. Not that I was a fucking trendsetter, but this was like because this obviously comedy is a thing, but stand up comedy, I think, had hit a lull. And we were it was there was like a resurgence of comedy over the past 15 or 20 years. You're telling me you're the right? guy that brought was, comedy. No, back. shut the fuck up. You brought a, guys, we no, got no, the no. guy who no. brought comedy because, back. No, 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 no. You guys, he ripped it in, from the depths in of Burlington. Hell. I think at the time that I was there, there just was a lack of it right now. Yeah. There's a comedy club in Burlington. And like, I think that grew out of just part of what we were doing, because I'm what sure, we yeah. saw was that there was a shitload of people who started coming out. And we created something called the comedy battle, right? Again, nothing to a revolutionary. It was just like an American idol for yeah. the Burlington comedy scene. And but we ended up getting like four or five hundred people out, right? Like it was like in the That's and awesome. we did it in the lounge. Yeah, yeah. Right. And like it was really successful. So one of the first jokes I ever told was uh one of my own material. It took me forever to build up to this, was like I got really freaked out because I was reading this article um that like uh your cell phone, right? Your cell phone's actually really fucking dirty. And that like 80 to 90% of cell phones are covered in trace elements of fecal matter. Yeah, you're you in the bathroom with taking a right. shit. Yeah, on exactly. Your phone. And that was the joke was, I mean, like the joke was, uh, you know, I figure I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm a fucking clean guy. And then I realized I was reading the article on my phone while I was taking a shit. Yeah. Right. And so obviously, right. Like, so that got laughs or yeah. whatever. And I remember like, 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 holy shit. Like, wow. Like I just like, yeah, I had made people laugh by busting on your hat and your sweatshirt, like, a, like an improv type thing. But I had never really made anyone laugh with an actual joke that had worked. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, whoa. And then I just like 
started like obsessing about trying to like think about it mm -hmm. or think about it, think about it. Um, so yeah, I got into comedy through through higher ground and everything. Um, and then I sort of through then when I came back here to get in the meat business, I stopped for a while um, just because I was so busy and like started a family mm -hmm. and just was working like crazy and going to work so early. So um, you started that Crabtrees. Right. And then I started the <laughs> open mic at Crabtrees yeah. because I was like missing it, I think. And I was, yeah. and it was one of our customers through the meat company. And I was just like, we should do an open mic. I'm missing it. Um, probably if I do an open mic, anywhere you throw up an open mic, people come out to it, right? Because yeah. comics. Yeah. So you're almost like. In a in a tripped out way, I could tell myself, oh, if I promote an open mic, I'm like almost doing a service to the comedy community because that's giving if you can create a good scene, everyone wins. Right. Because all the comics are like, sweet, I got like an audience. And then from my self-serving perspective, if the venue ends up with a good night that night, he's like, wow, Lee the Meat guy is like. What a dude. He's now he's hosting comedy shows in my place and helping me getting people in. Right. Getting people out on a Tuesday. So now he's like super happy to buy meat from me forever. <laughs> That's um, great. No, you know what I by mean? By the way, for that me, mic I, is still going on. Right. Johnny Mac. Yeah, Johnny right? Mac has and it. I now. haven't been down there. It's a once a month it's sort of but like a show. Don't you have to like get it booked or something? <laughs> it's it's sort of a booked mic, but if you show up Shout you out get to on. John Mac Johnny yeah. Mac. But Johnny, Johnny Mac's, Mac's um if you're listening, like what the fuck, dude? You you don't you don't email me at all, for sure. Yeah. Why not, Johnny? <laughs> Johnny, I booked you on some shit, dude. Johnny, oh, okay. Hey. Johnny was supposed to do this podcast too, but it oh, fell through. Oh, big time in you. No, we we uh, He's I think we had to cancel also. on him, and then it, it didn't. We work big timed out. him. We big time him. You big uh, time no, Johnny Mac? No, it was it was it was it wasn't like that. It was. You know his kid is waiting well. in the car right now. I know. Right? I know. Okay, just making sure. Johnny Mac, I I, I love that guy. Um. Well, that's he's, great. He's, I think, a big wrestling fan. If I'm it, not he's mistaken. a big fan of everything. He goes to like Nick games all the time. He's always got like great seats. Right. Um, so man. we got a show coming up. Yes. Let's talk about. So this. let's talk about that. I am excited for that show, because partially because I'm actually hosting the show. Where is it? Um, it's at Dixon's Farm Stand Meats. It's Love on, a meat place. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so this will be the first time that I'm actually performing in my life at a butcher shop, and probably most of the other people on the show too. Uh, my like Farmingdale meat market's not suitable for a comedy show. Why not His, set up a stage in the back? I think it uh, would be. There, hello. I think it'd be a There's cool. There's no room. There's no room. Yeah, I guess you're right. Dixon's has like you a restaurant do it at the with fair next year and set up a stage in front well, of the I mean, shop. You could do. I mean, that would just be like sponsoring a stage or whatever. Okay, yeah. it's in front of your meat market. You could do something could like do that, it. maybe. Maybe. Anyway, fair uh, sucks anyway. So Dixon's farm stand meets. It's Wednesday. March 1st, uh, I'm going to be hosting it with Lindsay Barnes, who's a comedian from New York City, who's friends with Jake, who Jake Dixon is someone through the meat business. That so, you know, Jake, through I know Jake through the meat business and through family friends from like even before him starting his his business. Oh, meat oh. families hang out like they know each other like Dude, off the it's, a, it's a it's a very actually this was before he was in the meat community. But yes. The meat business in the tri-state area is definitely like the the different like people in the meat business definitely sometimes know each other. How many stuff. people have vanity plates? It's like meat man, 
Not me. So I yeah. don't know. But I'm you sure should some... get one similar. Nah, I'm not dude. saying Meat Man, but I don't no. know. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> no, no. You should get one that says. I hate no. vanity plates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> me too. You should get one that says Meathead. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this show, this show at Dixon's Farm Stand Meats, it's gonna be, it's free. Free and show, dude. It's free, it's and it's than a free B show. is gonna be on it. I'm on it. Um, I'm hosting, so for me, I like we'll get to drop in jokes here and there. Uh, but not necessarily have the pressure of like doing a full on set and just like get to, you know, make everybody else look better. And uh, the, the lineup for like a free show is ridiculous. It's a killer it's, lineup. Yeah, is it? so, uh, yeah. yeah Lindsay Barnes, Olga Neymar, Jocelyn Chia, Jocelyn, yeah. who's really funny. Olga's really funny. Um, Usami, uh, uh, Usama uh, Sadiqe, Sudik- who's really, really funny, who I've uh, like had on some shows with me before. Brandon's on it. Uh, this guy Mike Timlin's on it, who works at Dixon, so he's like oh, one of the butchers there. Okay. Um, and there's like a couple other people nice. that uh, Lindsay put the lineup together. I'm Lindsay Barnes, for this. and like, are you gonna go? Yeah, I'll be there. Are you it's really gonna go? Yeah, 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 I'll go there. It's, it's in, in New York City. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah you're driving me. So it's yeah, in I got the, you. It's in I the base. I'm always looking for When's a ride. For all the listeners, it's Wednesday, March first. It's like Wednesday, yeah, March first. It's like two weeks from when we're recording this. Uh, it's going to be free. Uh, Dixon's Farm Stand Meats in the basement at Chelsea Market. It's probably there's probably room for like a solid hundred to a hundred. It's going to be a cool show. I, I, uh, I'm it's really, really some of people. Yeah, you're doing like I think we got you a long set, so you're doing like forty five seconds. Good. I can. Um, I, I have so, a solid forty five seconds. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. I think that's all we gave you. I'm, that's I'm fine, right? That. No. Yeah, what? dude. I'm going to the city next week. Are you? Going what to you see got? Nas at the Garden. Oh, what day? Oh, that's the, uh, Friday, the 24th. Oh, okay. I think it's Friday. Yeah, the 24th. I'm fucking pumped. Yeah, man. His uh, Nas, his uh, King's Disease trilogy. trilogy. Yeah, yeah, it's that whole him and it's him. It's like boy. a one-off show, too. Like, yeah. It's just like yep, a yep, one yep. thing. Is it really? Like, it's not even so I just saw him in Boston when he was on tour with uh, the New York State of Mind tour. That he played like all his shit. He was just doing songs from everywhere. This is a two-hour, I don't know, two. I don't know how long it is. I don't think there's anybody else, and he's just doing the three albums on King's Disease, one, two, and three. Oh, nice. That he did with Hit Boy. Where is this? With who? Uh, Hit Boy is his Hit-Boy? new DJ. It's like him and Primo. Huh. It's like Primo and Guru, but it's like the, the it's new. It's Primo like a new and Guru. Primo and Guru. That's what they call me and Chick. Yeah. <laughs> Primo and Guru. Uh, um, where is that? The Garden. Oh, the, oh, the garden. Oh, yeah. Nice. Never heard of it. Yeah, never. Uh, it's my favorite Square place garden. in the world. I play the garden all the time. I right? love the garden. Or beer garden, Croxley's. Yeah, <laughs> I like uh, that place. I, I fucking when can't wait to go to show. that. Yeah, the Dixon show. Oh, the Nacho. So March first. Oh, yeah, uh, can't not, wait to go to the Dixon I lo- show I love too. We promote our our yeah. show. He's like, well, I'm promoting yeah, yeah. the Nacho. No, show. yeah, you, <laughs> yo, your guys' comedy show sounds cool, but let me tell you, this show. It's like, okay, we could all play the what's going on at the Garden game, but we're talking right. about the show we're going to do really in front of 150 <laughs> people on a Wednesday. Imagine I was like, I'm basement. doing an opening mic for fucking Nas. <laughs> yeah. Basement of a meat market. <laughs> um, no, it's going to be a great show. I'm, I'm pumped about it's it. Super, it's like super experimental. It's the first time Jake has ever done it. Um, I, I think, was badgering him, just being like, we should do comedy here. We should do comedy here. Uh, just because I'm like, like, uh, like you guys should raffle people. off some cuts. Uh, we could maybe do that. We could do that. We could do something like that. We raffled off a uh, a gift card from the last show that we did. 
<laughs> I don't even. Yeah, this is saying raffle what, off the some Twitch money. stream. No, no, no. From uh, you guys donated um, to for my friend's uh, charity. Yes. How'd that Very show nice. go? It was great. That show yeah. was fantastic. Two sold out shows. Cool. Thank you for not having me on either one of those sold out that shows. That wasn't my show. Cool. That wasn't my show. Sweet. You should be crowbarring me on every single show. I, you do. I, I should. I mean, that's I the will. right thing to do. It is. Right. You're right. You're he right. did Insane. bring comedy back. I did right. single-handedly, <laughs> single-handedly to the northeast. Back. I don't claim it <laughs> nationally, just the northeast. Yeah, just the northeast. Uh, no, but I think it was there Vermont. was just like it was a lull at that moment, and I that sort makes of sense. realized it. Vermont right now, I did comedy there a few months ago. And Bragging, it, it was, humble brag. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I did do Bennington, Vermont. What I'm, what I'm, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I want to thank you because the yes, scene is welcome. great over there. Yes. Is it? And now, uh, yeah. this, again, this was 15 years ago or whatever, but yes. Hey, it's um, still going because of you. Yes, pretty much. I was in Bridgewater near Killington. I don't know how far away that was. Cool. So, um, so it spread. Yes. All throughout Vermont. It's doing, it's cool. It's you know, cool. It's fun. You know what I did this weekend? What did you what do did this you do? weekend? I went to a, um, what did you do? An art, a meet the artist. Oh, that's right. At the Barrier Brew House in Oceanside. Yes. And there's going to be another one. I want to say March well, who, 17th. Who or what was the artist? The artist's name is uh, Joe Amalfitano. Uh, I can't even. I don't even know how to pronounce it right, but it's Amalfitano, I think. Uh-huh. What it's, kind of artist? It's uh, my good friend's husband. And he basically... So on a canvas, he will paint the background, and then he will use basically beer labels from like... Uh, you know, like the specialty brews, like beers that people make, and they okay. have like these crazy labels. I guess it's a lot of breweries and stuff like that that sell cans that have like crazy labels. Yeah, especially the places like Barrier. Yeah, Barrier's. A, like I said, I was there last night. They so he goes online and stuff. finds like all these labels and shit, nice. and then he makes like paintings off of them, like with the with the labels. With the he label. like glues them down on there, and they have like some of them have like a three D effect, but they're fucking awesome. That's cool. Do you think anyone who owns a brewery on Long Island listens to you guys? Yes. Yeah, we do have yes. Lithology. We got Lithology right across. Yeah, we do. That's actually... Because that would be a good sponsor for you guys. No? That's not... Well, we can talk to Manny. Why don't you... We lost it? him as a sponsor in one episode. We could get two mean? sponsors. You multiple sponsors. Meets Market and Lithology Brewhouse. Yeah. Meets Market. Meets a market. <laughs> it's a meets a market. No, yeah. but we. I was talking to Scotty, who also yes. works for us. Shout out, Scotty B. Scotty, that, love him. Scotty B. Uh, Scotty B. Miss him. Shout out, Scotty B. We were talking about doing... I was saying to him we should do a collaboration with a brewery, In a Vermont. Long Island, no, a Long Island brewery, like a like a Farmingdale Meat Market collaboration with like just like your perfect barbecue summer beer or something. Yeah, you know, but I don't know who to do it with because I'm not a huge beer drinker. Talk to talk to Manny at Lithology, right? Well, they, they like. I to know do a that. lot of people, and I'm just realizing that there are a lot of people out there. Email who, me. Who love just like breweries who like only drink like these IPAs and all yeah, these like people tour and travel, yeah, they travel like around. They travel around looking for breweries. Like instead of going to see concerts and traveling, they're going around yeah. going to breweries. And these people and will like trade like so some breweries will actually around. even no. trade with other breweries. Yep. Like it's crazy. It's like a whole I didn't realize the community was so I guess yeah, big really and like into yeah, they are really into, are into it. it. In and Vermont, the heady toppers are like yeah. uh, it's like a cult. Like people follow that beer, like it's crazy. Yeah, it's huge. But that's what's cool because some of this dude's cans now that I was saying. So you go there and his art's all over the place. You could buy some, you could order some, like, and it's gonna be up. I think there for to the rest of the month. I wish I realized so you went to this in Oceanside. So yeah, I went to this in Oceanside. It was actually a really good time. Joe, he 
You Dude's, met the artist? Oh, yeah. And I know him, and he does great work. And I highly suggest... I'll put it up on uh, one of our, yeah, you on put our it up Instagram, on, on Instagram, but I put it up on mine. I think it's uh, Canverse, but there's no E, uh, underscore art, I believe is his IG. Does he sell? He sells yeah, them. he sells paintings, but they're actually, dude, they're fucking awesome. And he found, like, cans that have Contra on it and shit. So, like, me and Ian, uh, downtown Brown, friend of the show, yeah. were looking at one of the sh- things, and he goes, can you see Contra in there? Now, What's Ian, Contra? I the, that. the video game, the Nintendo oh, video oh, game. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what you were So one of the labels on the can had like a Contra. It was on the label. So like it was in his painting. It's like, oh, you know, because cool. they're like abstract, all these different labels and stuff. Oh, wow. So it's like looks pretty cool. And he's like, can you see where the Contra is? And Ian was able to see it. Dude, I was searching this painting for like <laughs> five, ten minutes like up front. It. And I couldn't see it until Ian pointed it out to me. But it's sick. Nice. He had this little Mike Tyson. You can get all different sizes he has. And the Mike Tyson's one had like, uh, had the cheat code on it, which I loved. Mm. The, the, uh, it was a 007237. Up, up, down, down, left, right. He said, he, like well, that. well, that's the Contra one. He's thinking about, it's, uh, what is that, up, down, left, down, uh, up, down, right, down, right, down. I don't down. remember I don't what it is. I thought that was Super Mario. There's a bunch of codes. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah, actually yeah. talking about it, how some, like, Ian that knows all so these crazy. things yeah, still. Man. And he goes, like, people, it's like, they think it's crazy that, you know, some people know these codes. But yeah. it's like, you think about it when you were younger. Of course. It was like, ingrained in ingrained your brain. Ingrained in your head. And it was different then, too, because there were, it was, things were, there was just a lot less choice. And it was, people were more, like, there was more group think, right? Oh, like, yeah. Be, there yes. was more mass hypnosis by those kind of trends, whereas now everyone's maybe off in splinter reality, right? Yeah. Everyone's in their yeah. own fucking world now. Whereas but, back then, at least there was, you know. But we always talk about the simpleness of the games. Yeah. Like, you had to, so if I, want, if I was playing a game today, I could pause the game and save it until whatever, like, oh, quickly. Yeah. And it saves, like, exactly where the game is. Back in the day, you had to, like, slowly put down the controller, <laughs> hope nobody, no, no gust don't of wind, yeah, fucking hit that the Nintendo, so and it froze, and you lost, like, oh. three hours of, like, playing a game because there was no continue from here. You never saved your you game. You pause it for dinner. And it was, like, every yeah. time. I hope that it was. Still there when no, you That's what I said. You'd, yeah. you'd have to pause it and hope when you got back that it wasn't frozen. I feel like I had a dog that like once like hit the button oh, and, you know, yeah. and just ruined everything. Dude, we used to play, so I'll never forget Rampage. And I, it was just me and my two brothers. It's actually the, the beauty of having siblings. And I was the youngest, so I was never able to play. It was me watching my brother, my two older brothers play Rampage on Nintendo. Now, Rampage was like King Kong and Godzilla and yeah, all you did was, was destroy buildings and the levels just got like a little harder. Right. I remember that lizard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it, dude, it took them and I and I I swear like maybe six hours to beat this game. And I'll Uh-oh. never forget one day <laughs> we were there Uh-oh. the whole no, no. It, it, we actually finished it. And you then did? at the end, like you know you'd beat it because you want to see what happens at the end of these games. Like Tecmo Bowl right, had right. like the yeah, there was a big yeah for sure. They had cool things. The game in block letters just wrote "Congrats." Like <laughs> right, there was nothing. Like, I'll what? never forget that. And it was like after six hours, and we're like, you know, how many times we tried to play that with a game for like we always wanted to beat it, and then they finally oh, God, did. Yeah, and still you remember that, right? Yeah. Well, that's what we so we got talking about Tyson's punch out, where it was so you beat you got the cheat code that brings you right to Tyson, but then if you beat Tyson, you got to beat Ultimate uh, Macho Man, yeah. And then I think there's uh, 
I forget, was it um, Soda Papinski too, or somebody else? It was another person. Papinski. It might, Soda Papinski and then the bull who used to laugh mm-hmm. at you. Man. Like, we were just talking. It brought back so much nostalgia looking at it. He had a skateboard from, like, an though, 80s movie. I would love to play those games again. That. I you know, I know you can. You can console that has, like, 100 of them. I know, I should do but that. But it's well, the same game. So there was two yeah. things I was thinking. Part of me wanted the nostalgia of getting the, the, an actual Nintendo mm. and playing the games. Then I saw my buddy sent me this website that has a lot of the arcade games that we used to play. Okay. And I'm talking about... Um, Moonwalker, The Simpsons, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Much of the arcade. You don't remember those from like rem- Fast Fingers? Remember, remember that place in I re- Levittown? Yeah, I remember. I went to a lot I used of birthday to play parties. Q-Bert, there. That's what I'm saying. Q-Bert, those- and the the one with the the car, the Overdrive, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. They had a, there was also uh, Radio um, RX Racer, I think. Okay. Uh, I don't know, but this this so this thing has all the big arcade games, like the big square ones. And I was talking to my friend who used to make those other games, like the Nintendos, where it's got every game yeah, from yeah, every system you can on trick it. Out the computer, yeah. He goes, "You could do that to the." So I, I was debating I doing this now. I got that in my house. You my could game. buy the big shell. I have it. basically, or even the game. Like I could buy NBA Jam, like the arcade version, and have my buddy basically yeah. hook up the computer part of it. To where wow. I could play every Nintendo game on my arcade setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's like my goal to my dude. That, next, like, it, that's a good goal for you. Oh, you know what I mean, <laughs> I though. Know, I know. Like dude, I want I, that. Now I want that. You have that. I have that in my basement. Of course you do. Well, it started because I told them like oh, I want to buy <laughs> of a bunch of these. Do. I got I go, that for my kids. I wanted to buy a Again, bunch of those. I, want, I told you when we started. I was taking the picture. It's just. Just trying to impress my kids. That's all, you know? dude. If I had my, if I had a house, I would always, I'd want a mini arcade. But yeah. like those, and they're not that expensive. Not I have unreasonable the Papa shot to do too it. for him. I have Papa shot. Do you? Right next to it, two, two thing Papa shot. Yeah. From Amazon. Uh, and then we. I'll got probably the, send you the link. There's got other cool ones if yeah, you want to yeah, look yeah. at it. I like the the uh, like dome that, hockey. Yeah. Was the dome always, hockey is dope. Me and oh my, my buddy God. used to go to oh, yeah. the video that game I store love. on Merritt's Road. Uh, yes. What was it? Superstar Video. Mm-hmm. And we used yep. to go there just to, just uh, to play. fucking few dollars and quarters and go there and just play that. Yeah. That's funny. With your you with your basement, I was there, I guess, when you yes, were. Yes, before. Right before. Dude, that was so much fun. The he put a show. show in his basement that rivals most Long Island shows. Okay. He built a stage with a backdrop. It Why was, don't you so do traveling open mics then if you have all this? You know, it's really funny that you said what that. What is that I, for? I have, a, I, I've like fantasized about like, uh, like going on the road and wanting to do like open mics. But the thing about that is um, I have two kids and I have a Or do birthday parties or do like adult <laughs> birthday parties where people have like a birthday or not even birthday parties. They want to have a comedy set in their backyard. You're a traveling comedy show. No, for and sure. And you know I mean, comics. Tons of people who so you could always be I, like this again, date, I B, I need four comics to yeah, do an yeah. hour. That's a thing. I mean, yeah, people, people do, do that. that. That's a thing. That's like turn that that into something. No, there's people in the city who are 100. percent I think you could if you Google right now, like living room comedy show. There's there's people. Oh, that's what they. they, Yeah, there's 100. It's actually not a bad idea. No, it's good good. because they can. the The fact of the matter is that uh, finally a lot of money being a a comic. No, a lot of comedians will make you know 25 dollars doing a comedy club, but if you can get together eight people and get uh, some wealthier people to give you two grand mm. to come to their house for a private show for yeah. 10 people. Now you made maybe, 100, 200 bucks each. Right. You actually made more money for performing for way less and the food's going to be way better when they feed yep. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 
because you could actually like if you and you don't per- have to be at some dirty fucking bar all right. night. No, dude, we did it. We did something like that at uh, a winery out east. At- it's hard to get those gigs. And no, like, I know you'd have to really market yourself, and you have to like. There's a lot. Like honestly, if you think that someone who's paying you two grand, like. There's going to be some back and forth on that email. Even like, if you don't want to be greedy, if you're a comic who's not making right, much money long, doing yeah, it anyway, you don't whatever. have to charge 500. a lot. Yeah, that's Dude, we did. You do 500 bucks. The two yeah. grand might be too Also, much. when you do it for like people that have a lot of money, at the end of the show, pass out a bucket. Hey, you want it? Right. If anybody wants That's what I was saying. You bill. could do it like where well, you don't even charge. Like, listen, we're not even going to charge you. We'll give you business cards or to come see. Like, you could just gain people by that. Yeah. And just charge them and make a. You're not making a lot of money no matter well, where you do your comedy. How about this idea about like doing, like offering up to people just like free comedy show for your house party. And then like you kind of like. Imagine like just like just tip while you're there. No, yeah, like tips. random ass like high school people were like oh were like yeah God. you could come and you'd like just it's just like trying to work material or yeah. like it is it's, good it's not terrible to work material at something like that. It would that. be interesting if you just like put it out there like we'll do comedy at your party for free for free you know totally oh for my free God. and like <laughs> so that could create, be a nightmare where no, you create, just get no, abused. Create a website where you create a Google form but what yeah. where people you don't could have submit control at no, but, every party. No, but you would think that people who would ask you to come are going to actually want you to be there, right? That's so true. No. They, you would say, no but, you, <laughs> I, but I don't agree with that. You know, there's you some, could, but there's no, definitely going to be. How about this? Exactly. You could put on the Google form, hey, for a, a good comedy show, <laughs> this is what you need. You need yeah. like a people who are listening. You need chairs. Oh, because that's if everyone's, that, so, People don't care. They're not going to no, read the fine could, print. No, but you could talk to people, and if it's like an 80-year-old like 50 year old anniversary well yeah party. that but i'm saying like kids you, you can't comedians. be going to a kid party i'm sorry like a high school no, party you could a high if school party you're right asking one. to get abused it's got to be the right asking for one. heckling i don't know on a, a if it's, it could be like a it's got to be the right just people. for the material alone it could be worth it well that it could be i'm yeah. saying but maybe yeah, you meet I mean, some hot moms I don't some know. of the some of the best been known to to be a cougar slayer that's what they say aren't you the he do they call you the cougar slayer slays the cougs yeah the cougar slayer right yeah a lot of people call me that it's a name i've developed from the cougar slayer rep that i'm getting yeah everybody knows watch out what's the opposite of a don't get me in the jungle what's like a younger a cub? He's not young though. He's forty. No, 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 no. Hey, I'm hey, saying hey. <laughs> I'm in showbiz. My age doesn't get revealed. Um, hey, yo, oh. <laughs> what's a younger cougar? Is that just a single woman? It depends. Yeah, <laughs> a single girl. Yeah, <laughs> it depends. Um, so you're not the cougar slayer. Uh, no, I am. I definitely am. I, I slay coog. Do you guys have anything else you're promoting or anything else that's going on? Trying to think. Dixon's. Oh. I'm doing Gotham on 313. 313. On um, Monday night. They only let the finest comics. You do got you do Gotham a lot. You like that place. I he's like you have the a good only one in New York him. City who'll book me. Nice. And so that therefore I like him a lot. And I actually don't really try to get booked anywhere else because he I'll do like once a month there. Or You're something. happy with that. Yeah, I, I like going there. I don't uh I don't have the ability to do it like more and more and more right, right. now you know maybe yeah, one day um i get it so it just i got my jollies out that's and a like, good yeah. place to do it yeah no and so i'll do a set there and on what's the, the date 13th. of that 
313, March 313. 13th. 313, which is like my favorite number. Well, that's uh, on on 312. I'm actually going to be at 317. Well, these numbers are going to be really confusing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be at March. Yeah, just say. Yeah, March 12th. I'll be at 317 on, on, Main. on Main Street over there. Um, that's by uh, the Nutty, right? Yeah, it's right next to the Nutty. They got a great stage back there. I don't know if anybody's been back there. It's actually a pretty good spot. Yeah. Uh, me, what are you doing there? Uh, I'm hosting the show. It's going to be myself, John Ziegler, who we all love. Oh, big fan of Ziegler. And uh, yeah. Chris Roach. Uh, oh, nice. Good. Yeah. Uh, tickets are a little expensive, but no, they're going to be fun. Dinners, it's like a three-course dinner thing. Okay, let's work on your marketing skills. Let's talk about uh, those tickets again. It's not my show. I just... Uh, How much do the tickets cost? B 65. is the worst at 65. plugging anything. It's so you know always what? Like I thought you were going to say those tickets would have been $100. That's 65 it's sure a, sounds like a bargain. Well, yeah, plus taxes. But B always does this. That's He doesn't... It's like he almost doesn't want I'm people just, to come. Right. So he's he like, like he's no you know what it is? It's I want affect. people to come. It's an affect. He's trying to be cool. So like No, he's not though. He's not trying to be cool. No. He just he's just down he always just like well, if you got nothing to do and you want to come funny. see me do comedy. Listen, I'll he was say on this. TV. He Chris Roach is on show. I'm saying that's Rose a good show. TV. Buy your fucking tickets. Ziegler, and now, me. how's he doing? Was, does he He's have... doing great. He he just he has got a, a fantastic special out on YouTube. Have you been? Has he been on your show like a yes. million times? Yeah. Oh, one time. But now he's a big. T- he just did uh, Jim Brewer's show, so he's too big for us. What's Jim Brewer's show? It's what show? A uh, podcast? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. What you think he did? Jim Brewer's show. So now he's too big to come back to the adult baby's yeah, couch. Too, he's too big for us. I don't know. I would, I would argue we might be bigger. That he's not too big to do your <laughs> podcast. No, he'll be back. Is John, what I would think. John, John will definitely be back. He, yeah. he's, we were talking about he's it a funny. couple weeks ago. Yeah. John's funny. the best. I love Dude, he. He really his special is. I, I have not seen yeah. it, but I'm sure it's go good. pay for the fucking tickets. All right, it's a good show. No, it and is. And support B. It's not like you're going up you're there and opening? you're like, are you hosting? I'm hosting it. Is somebody? It's, it's basically a Ziegler and Roach show, right? That I'm hosting, which is perfect. Is it like a, a benefit for something? Is it? <laughs> no. Is it just? Know, a, this is the one show Ziegler's doing that's not a benefit. No, well, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting too. Well, sixty-five. Oh, but you're saying food and everything's included. Yeah, yeah. I believe uh, he's saying sixty-five for you three. No, and James Michael's on it. I, well, that is a lot for just I a know. comedy show. But now, when no, I'm but on. it's a good. It's. It's one when you have like a three course meal, it it, it does work yeah. out. I no, just for sure. When you, I know if you're getting food and everything. I already know somebody that bought tickets, so I, I, I at least wow, at least one person. One you know? person, one person. That's I'll probably so great. Say, you're gonna. That's what I'm saying. Like that speaks volumes. Chick will come out to like some of the bar shows I do. Well, I'll Chick go already this. said you're coming to the I'm March getting a meal show. and you guys. Chick's I'm coming. Chick's I'm if, you, if you come Fuck on, you. Uh, if I'm you, at a lot of your shows. If you come to the Dixon show, I'll buy you a, For, a beer. See, he B, doesn't drink. Beer. I'll, I'll, come. I'll buy you dinner. No, you don't have to buy me anything. <laughs> no, but I want to. <laughs> okay, I, I feel listen. like it's like but like. Just for having me here. B could talk shit about me. When do I come back? What? I am. B may do. Even if B does, uh, you know, 200 shows a year and I'm at 25, that's a very good fucking percentage. That's a very good percentage. He does go to. uh, To see your friend more than one time makes you a good friend. Anyone who's seen me more than like twice, I'm like, I know a lot of the sets that I'm seeing up there when all these comics that I go to a lot. So like, I'm still going. You know their jokes, right? You know their jokes. It's to the point now where I don't even feel obligated 
to actually have to like sometimes I'll just hang out in the back a little because I've seen you're there just for the hang now these days. It's starting because I've seen everybody. Yeah, there you're was times the where it was like a you're couple in this guys. Scene, bro. I'm he, comic. I'm basically a Lee, comedian. He's totally in the crew. He he is. Yeah, well, I, they I, all know him. Well, you're the co-host of the Adult Babies podcast. Yeah, so. and people think I'm a comedian. Is somebody there... mistaken me for running the comedy scene at Alibi? Yes. <laughs> What's the groupie situation like for the oh. Adult Babies podcast? Oh my god. I mean, it's it's in five years time. we both probably never got laid off the show. <laughs> you both probably never. Probably. Because of the show, yeah, I don't think anybody. No, ever... no, nobody's like. Think, how do you up the? You're that little f- cartoon guy from the podcast, right? How many? <laughs> well, I never even. Although shit. B looks like he's got a heart on in his onesie. Yeah, he no, does. He's got a huge yeah. fucking. Rock. But it looks like it comes from his left thigh. Right. Yeah, it comes from uh, high up top. It comes from his What's kidney. Your guys, yeah. have you? Do you guys, in the wake of, like being socially conscious and everything like that, do you analyze the? Like the gender. Once you said analyze, of, we don't do it. Of your guests, I mean, do no. you try to have like fair representation? Oh, of, we've had a pretty diverse. Yeah, have, we've had a diverse. Group the here. only reason yeah. why we haven't is for lack of knowing somebody who would want to come on. Yeah, like right. it's not. I like we haven't had a lot of female comics on. Right. Well, why? I mean, I think we haven't maybe, had any. I think. Yeah, we have. We've, oh, we've had. A, we have one. Oh, did we say on. Olga Namer, by the way? Olga, I think I didn't mention her. Did I yeah, mention Olga? We've had a female oh, school teacher come on. We have. We've had a we've... female bartender come on. We've had okay. a fee, like I other a couple other girls yeah. come on. We've had you know. No, we definitely have. We've no, had a diverse. What about male groupies? Has we've you, had. Have you been? Well, what about homosexual representation on the show? Have we had any? I don't. Have do you we? had gay people come and talk about their experience? That's a good question, I feel. I mean, I mean, not that it needs to be the topic of why they would again, be Again, it's it. more of like who is... We also don't do guests every week. Right. A lot of it really? is just... Yeah, a lot of it is wow. just us just talking. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, we, we're not... And we'll never... We'll have anybody on. Yeah. We, <laughs> right. Most of it is from opportunity, I guess. Like, if not seeing how many, how many gay comedians are there that you know. What's his name? Tim Dillon, right? Yeah, we're not getting Tim Dillon. <laughs> so do you is do you, have, do you like you Tim think, Dillon? What? Do you like him? I liked him. Is he um is there any thought that maybe he's not gay? Like I was talking to Mike. No, he's you mean that he's not. He's, he's gay. Like he's saying it he almost just, as a goof. Oh, is he saying it? Like it's a goof. He, he has come out. I don't know. How. Oh, he just doesn't look it. He's like a big burly guy that talks like this and I, you know, he's like Oh, I didn't even know he was gay. Yeah, most people don't. I mean, I now he's getting bigger, but yeah, he definitely is. He, uh, he, yeah, I've, I've seen uh, some. <laughs> yeah. What have you seen? We don't also do anything because we feel like we have to. It's just naturally guests that we get. Yeah, not much thought goes into this. As you saw by our I prep. I see that, yep. Yeah, I but I also don't want to be like, oh, we got to check our boxes. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, we are getting to that time where I, I want to I hear your picks. Yeah, I was just going to say, we got to wrap it up. I'm going to... Uh, Give you out some good picks. Chick does at the end of every episode. Yeah, he gives us his chick's picks about what? About television, movies, what things that are on your radar. Yeah, things that I've watched. And he I watches like. a lot of TVs. He's an expert. You're a TV connoisseur to yeah. an extent. What would, like? What's the equivalent of a sommelier? A TV sommelier? Yeah, a TV sommelier. <laughs> yeah. Make it sound fancy. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what he is. <laughs> that's exactly nailed it. I don't yeah, know. We yeah. have to we have to we gotta patent that. T V Mal Yeah. Yeah. That probably is a name for it, right? 
a TV connoisseur yeah. or just like I mean, TV connoisseurs. Are you enough. a big fan of like John Hine? Isn't he the foremost TV yes. expert? Yeah. Who? He's, he's no John Hine. Who the fuck is he's, John he's Hine? He used to work for the Stern Show. Well, he still does, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, he's I a like Michigan guy. He is. Go blue. Yeah. Ugh. And honestly, a fun fact, I believe that I actually look a lot like John Hine. If you look at his, What are you talking about? Dude, you don't look like John I Hine. I swear to God, it's weird. It's weird. Once you tell yourself that you look like no, somebody, you don't like, look like them. No, no, no. It's like he he's just a random looking dude, but I saw a picture of him once and I was like, that's weird. I feel like I look like that dude. But that's when I've arrived to what I'm saying. Doppelganger like, When somebody shit. ever tries to say they have a doppelganger and they, it's from their you eyes. You have a real doppelganger, that guy on ESPN. Yeah, but people tell who? me that. It wasn't somebody that name? I thought of. The the guy who looks like he's retarded. With the <laughs> yeah, Stephen A. Smith? No. <laughs> Are you talking about Stephen A. Smith? No. This fat, I don't know. I don't see I it, like. man. What is that guy's name? I don't know his name. The fat, bald guy. Or the other one. There's two of them. Oh, is there? There's the one guy who's in shape. No, but you don't look at that. Glazer? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the other one who looks retarded who comes in on the NFL replays. <laughs> I don't think you could say that's that. Who, that's who Is he this when like I'm it. supposed to walk off the podcast? Yeah. Just for the record, <laughs> I don't endorse it. No, I don't endorse it either. Chick is a real... Right. But anyway, loose. I have some picks. Let's get these <laughs> yeah. picks out. We're trying to get these picks. <laughs> yeah. We got Jim Jeffries' new stand-up yes. special. Was I know you don't like him because you don't like his I was, accent. I, I was mostly just... I. I I like it. his I like new it. special had me rolling. What do you mean his accent? He's British. He's Australian. 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 Sometimes when I I, I have a he's hard a time bougie doing. American who just uh, accents he's of fucking more like ignorant. Yeah, I just <laughs> I I have a hard time with accents. That's what they say about like, you like though. The the, the uh, <laughs> like listening. I can't I can't watch British shows because the accent kind of throws me off. Hmm. I, it's, right. it's just a weird thing that I have. It is a very you ignorant try comment, but with you anyway, try harder. he's absolutely hysterical. Okay. And he, Jim Jeffries. I know and because he has an accent, What's doesn't it take away Netflix from the content. Or? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. It's called High and Dry is the new one, which I didn't know. He's been sober for, I forget how many years. He said a couple years now. Yeah. And he just does like edibles and shit. Oh, nice. The second one is the Bill Russell docuseries, uh, Bill Russell Legend. Yes, I watched the first episode. I haven't watched the rest yet. I think it was just two, if okay. I remember correctly. Yeah, I two or three, right. but it was it was two. Just about his life, he was a really big uh, activist as well as a fucking force in the, in the NBA. <laughs> he he won 11 championships. He was an activist and a re-fucking force. In the NBA. No, he was Mostly a legend. Mostly a basketball player. <laughs> yeah. Activist on the side. But yes. yes. He was a pretty big activist from the playing days even till when he got, like, I mean, it was kind of hand in hand with the, He was like him, Ali. So, yeah, yeah. He, 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 but it was really interesting. All right. I'm a big basketball guy. I loved it. And then the last thing was, oh, yeah, this was the 12th victim. Hmm. This... This is a documentary. That's uh, that's our guest. <laughs> You're the twelfth victim we've had on in the last year. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> shut the hell up. Um, <laughs> it's from Showtime. It's a new docu series about this couple who went on a murdering spree. Twelve. Uh, they killed eleven people in I think one year. And where? It, in uh, Nebraska. Actually, your boy's song was about that. Oh, the Nebraska song? The Nebraska the song. Weather. The Starkweather. And wow. he had that, uh, the, the girl who was like 16 years old. Yeah. She claimed that she was taken hostage and brought on this killing spree, but some say that she was kind of a 
you know, a lover it. and part of it. Ah, uh, yeah, I thought she was. That's a good so. alibi. There's a lot of inspired movies by it, they like Natural Born Killers, True Romance. A lot of they say, right. just you know, the whole lovers who are on the run and they're mask murderers. I yeah. mean, serial killers or whatever you wanna. But it's a really cool story. It's like a four part documentary on uh, Showtime. You in the Showtime? The, the, the only, one thing I don't have, I could give it to you to watch. Um, the last I guy, I got a guy. Like, for again, that. it's one of those could have been that. two yeah, episodes. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, we, we Lee, we say this all the time. Like with when with these docu series where it's like four or five parts, it's like they can only they could they could cut it in half and it would be better. They just spread it out too long. Yeah, and some of them are great when they're that long. Some of them are just a lot more are not that they need to be cut in half. I agree. And this one, I feel, you could have at least cut out a whole episode. Like you probably could have did it in two to three episodes. Yeah. Or one long one. I <laughs> like, yeah, for, like, sure. give me a two hour, two and a half hour, one, one episode doc, like where it's not. Because when you do the first episode and then the second, there's a lot of repeat bullshit. Of course. That's what bothers me. When it's all but it still one made cut, your picks. Because it was good. All right. It's just a cool story. And they like gruesomely murdered yeah. 11 of these people. It's like fucked up. And the first three were her family. Yeah. That she swears yeah. she didn't know. Oh, sure. That's like there's a lot of uh, you know a little bit yeah. of a mystery going on. Yeah, yeah for so. Sure. Um, All right, but yeah, those are my three I like picks. It. I like it. I and like uh, yeah, if you guys made it this far, yes. And thank you, Lee. Thank you so much what do you for mean? coming on. Why it's if I didn't know any better, it sounds like you're wrapping things up. But I the, thought we were just getting. I thought <laughs> yeah, he thinks like this a, is Joe Rogan's I podcast we where we do two and a half hours. Joe Rogan's is you're short. Gonna, you're I thought we were doing like short. twelve hours. You're gonna Rogan's to, is what? Does I go, was training for this. He's like two and a half, three hours each I episode. Probably. I have like a very interesting life, guys. I thought we, we got were to really we got, we got to like one part of it. I didn't even get to interview you guys on sort of your hopes and dreams and aspirations. Yeah, this is not a lot. They all know our hopes and dreams, right? They don't know All you. Right. So they maybe, know too much about us. Maybe we'll way too do, much. Actually, way too much about us. Maybe we should do do a part two or something. We'll like, definitely do a part right two. now. We could do it right <laughs> We're now. We're not doing it right saying. now. Yeah, chicks going home right now. I'm saying we'll just you do keep part pushing it. Chicks gonna quit like Taylor did on the show. <laughs> well, he just dropped the mic and leave. Basically, yeah. more yeah. or less. Yeah, <laughs> the original guy quit live on the air. He quit live on the air. Is yeah. that the guy? That guy? No, that's no, the guy he's in. He's in Serbia. He's in Serbia. So should we put an X through him or? No, he's still here. We somewhere. should put like a jetpack on him. Every once in a while, we should. Every once in a while, he'll pop up on the podcast. Right, we don't well, know. Why. I'll let you guys uh, wrap it and up. Then, like, I just want to say to your audience, thanks for listening to me. If you did, make dude, it this I, 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 I appreciate there's no way they this didn't. Was, there's no fucking way they love this episode. No, no, yeah. no. They people people listen people to this. Listen. Yeah. yeah, people yes. listen, and this is the meat man, bro. This is the meat man. Yeah. I love it. Give I love it B's, B's employer. I've been begging B forever to have me. Thank you. <laughs> 